0: hey everyone welcome back this is between the shadows this is Kristen, and this is kara thank you guys so much for coming back we are coming at you with part two of the witchcraft trial in 1795 episode 24. all right so friends it's a pretty quick lead-in so last time we chatted we talked about abigail's death And Barnabas got her (laughs) just by showing his fangs. He he really I mean he He didn't even touch her. Did have everything to do with killing her, but didn't even lay a finger on her. All he had to do was bare his fangs. Mm -hmm. So friends, that's where we are, and let's just jump right back into it. So here we are, 1795, and after Abigail dies, we go to Collinwood and Naomi and Daniel are having this this very nice chat. Like Naomi wants to chat with Daniel. And Naomi tells Daniel that she wishes he would stay there with her and Joshua. Yeah. Like, she wants to adopt Daniel. Mm -hmm. And Naomi's children, they're both dead, and I kind of think she wants to... She wants more than anything to raise a child, and she's lonely, and she really has nothing to do with herself now. Mm -hmm. And I really think she cared for Daniel and wanted to see him grow up to be happy and successful. So... At that moment, <laughs> we see Trask. He's coming in, and he's all gung-ho about this witchcraft trial, and he's he's going to get his verdict whether anybody likes it or not. Yeah. And so Trask starts in on his bullcrap with Daniel, trying to convince the poor child just to testify at the trial. Yeah. And Naomi, she's short, and she's cold with Trask because... It's well known that Naomi is on Vicky's side in this witchcraft trial. She has said all along, Vicky's not a witch, I don't believe it, I won't believe it, and nothing you can say can change my mind. And, you know, Trask asked Daniel about Vicky, and he's really, Daniel's very tight-lipped about Victoria. Mm -hmm. You know, he told Trask about the things she taught them, stating over and over, she's not a witch and Daniel's adamant about not testifying against Miss Winters. Yeah. And Daniel he likes Victoria. He's made it clear to everyone and I think in his childish way he's trying to protect her. And but Trask keeps telling him that he has the devil's mark on him. And Naomi steps in and tries to protect him and but this sends Daniel running out of the house. Yeah. yeah. And Trask uh, Naomi tells Trask that he'll be responsible if anything happens to Daniel. They both run out and try to find him and yeah.
1: and he ends up in the woods. Mm-hmm. And the dogs are howling, of mm-hmm. course, and he's trying to be brave, but obviously he's scared. Mm-hmm. He hears Naomi calling for him, um, so he can um, he continues to run away. Right, like he doesn't. Right. He he stops to decide his next move when he he looks to it like his left or whatever, mm-hmm. and Abigail's on the ground. she's yes. like sitting propped up like against a tree, and he immediately cries out, "Cousin Naomi!" Mm-hmm. And she and Tras come to Daniel, mm-hmm. and he shows what he's what he sees what he's
0: discovered yep
1: and trash tries to touch her and she just slumps over Mm-hmm. Like he barely yes. touches her, mm-hmm. and she just falls over to the ground. They've discovered that.
0: Yeah. So once Trask finds out, oh my, that like refuels his fire for this for this witchcraft trial. And, yeah. And it's all Victoria's fault. It's you know, and
1: that's the first thing he reveals in court the next morning. Is right. He's, Abigail's
0: dead. And he's he's found a brand new vendetta against Victoria, and he is going to be on the hunt for a reason for her. Victoria wanting to kill Abigail or wanting her dead. Right. He even asked the court for a recess so that he can find find a witness that can testify to this, Yeah, that Victoria wanted Abigail dead, because yeah. Peter, being a pretty good lawyer that he is, yeah. argued that the medical report came back that Abigail died from heart failure, and it can't be pinned on Victoria unless there's proof that she wanted her dead. Right. Like, Peter knew that, and thank God that Peter was on Vicki's side.
1: <laughs> and he, like, quickly asks slash demands the judges, he's like, to strike that from the record mm-hmm. of this trial right now,
0: because opinion is not evidence right exactly and that's said over and over in this courtroom by the judges by by peter you know opinion is not evidence and later on peter calls on nathan forbes to testify for victoria yeah and nathan he's unsure why they've called on him but peter you know explains to him that abigail's dead and trask is is convinced that that vicky's the guilty party Mm. and Nathan is, you know, hesitant at first because he's already been warned about helping the witch, you know. Yeah. And, but he finally does agree to testify for her. And the whole time, Trask has been outside with his ear to the door listening to the conversation. Right. So they go back to court and Trask calls on Vicki to take the stand. Yeah. And the court, once again, warns Trask of how he's speaking to her and about Victoria, like she's already been condemned as a witch. Yeah. And he goes over her feelings for Abigail and accuses her of hating her. And again, we have an objection from Peter, which of course is sustained by the judges, you know. And then he brings out the charm bracelet, but cannot tell the court where she got it from. You know, can't, I can't tell you where I got it. Yeah. She got it from Maggie. It was a birthday gift from Maggie. Yeah. And you know, she can't just say, you know, I, I feel like she probably could have said, you know, it was a gift from a friend of well, the devil. Did the devil give it to you? I can just, I can see how that would have played mm-hmm. out for her. Mm-hmm. But Trask says she got it from Satan. He went there anyway, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which the court finds as a matter of conjecture. And, trask tells them that it was found on the body of abigail collins but as peter points out abigail had the bracelet for a very long time like mm-hmm. since she pretty much undressed vicky herself and put her in these old-timey clothes she right. took a bracelet too mm-hmm. and uh, that's yeah that that's pretty much what i would guess but this is when trask introduces his brand new witness who just happens to be nathan forbes <laughs> mm-hmm and peter tries to get the judges not to swear him in because he's already promised to testify for victoria but the judges are like so (laughs) and trask tells him that forbes has hasn't been pressured in any way which of course we know is a lie Mm -hmm. and nathan commits perjury on the stand and tells the court that victoria hated abigail wanted her dead and if given the opportunity she would strike her dead Mm -hmm. and he said that he only helped her because barnabas was so insistent later on Nathan is starting to feel guilty about what he said because he knows it was all a lie Mm -hmm. and but Nathan has much to gain by what he said we find this out later but Trask offered Nathan quite a bit to lie for him on the stand Mm -hmm. and which again it begs the question if Trask is truly a man of God which at this point we're kind of guessing that he isn't Because he asked somebody to lie on the stand. If he were truly a man of God, I feel like he would have been more concerned with the truth, Mm -hmm. no matter what the truth was, instead of just harming an innocent girl, whether she was guilty of this crime or not. So Peter comes in and demands to know why he lied. But yeah. Nathan stands behind what he said. and mm-hmm. But Peter, being the very guy so smart, knows that it has something to do with the Collins family, even if Nathan won't admit it. And Peter can fight. Yeah, he can. <laughs> he's a scrapper. <laughs> he is a scrapper. He knocks Nathan right on his butt, and I love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. funny. I love it. After Peter visits uh, Nathan,
1: Trask comes in mm-hmm. to visit him. He tells him he's to be at Collinwood to meet with Joshua. Um, and Nathan asks if he will talk to Joshua about him and put in a good word for him, you mm-hmm. know, because of their deal. Right. He insists that he be one of the subjects of conversation during this talk. Like, mm-hmm. he insists on it. hmm Says that Joshua is fixing to uh, write a letter to the military informing them, of course, of Nathan's shenanigans. Shenanigans, yep. And um, claims he's still in love with Millicent. Without her, I have nothing but my career.
0: hmm well, okay. That's that's pretty true. I mean, as sleaze-bally as he was and with Suki and everything, now that Suki's dead, if he loses Millicent, too, you know, the Navy is all he has, you yeah. know? And he brings up Peter stopping by earlier and that
1: it wouldn't be too late to change his story
0: mm-hmm.
1: to Trask. Mm-hmm. Basically trying to blackmail Trask into making sure he holds up his end of the deal right? so he doesn't lose his
0: career. There's a lot of blackmailing back and forth between Nathan and totally. Trask. Totally. Totally.
1: <laughs> But Trask does go talk to Joshua. He tells him that he thinks it would be a good idea if he and Naomi would come down to the trial and testify. Mm-hmm, of course. Joshua still won't have anything to do with it. Nope. Trask even brings up to Joshua, like, trying to guilt him into it. And he's like, you know, it's what your dearly departed sister would have wanted.
0: Mm-hmm. Tries to use the memory of his dead sister to sway his opinions. Right, yeah.
1: Trask mentions they are making considerable progress in the trial, mm-hmm. especially with the testimony of Nathan Forbes. Mm-hmm. Joshua still wants nothing to do with it.
0: Yeah, he like he Sorry. says that he and Naomi have no desire to sway the judge's emotions, right? Because Trask feels like they can play on the judge's emotions, and Joshua's like, I'm just not interested. Yeah, this is a this is something that I don't want my family brought into. My sister was supposed to represent us; she's dead now. So you know what? I want nothing to do with it, and I want my wife to have nothing to do with it either. Yeah, nobody in this family is going to be involved, and I don't care. What what nathan said <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and trask is and Trask does bring up nathan and tries to persuade joshua to talk to him
0: yeah he does eventually agree though yeah like, he, he, does. Does, he does he does eventually does. agree to see nathan and nathan goes in there and he's very remorseful and pitiful when he talks to joshua yeah. and joshua tells him look apply for a transfer in the navy as long as i have to never see you again well, i i can just not send that later letter off to the navy but i don't want you around my family i don't i don't want you in a position where you could do this again because I don't think Joshua really believed what he had to say.
1: I liked that. Like, he's, he said this one, the thing that he said to uh, Nathan, pretty much. I. He's like, I understand. I am to thank you for your testimony in court. Though why I should thank you, I don't know. <laughs> but young people these days seem to expect unusual rewards for merely doing their duty.
0: Oh, my gosh. If oh that my gosh. It, if that was true in 1795, it's so true here in 2042. You know, let that, me tell you. I had to, like... Pinpoint that one in my notes. That's note. hilarious. I'm like, Thank you, Joshua. <laughs> I love that Because it's kind of true today, too. It is. You it, know? It, it, it all still applies. It's very timeless Timeless uh, uh, comments and advice <laughs> here. <laughs> so from here, so Nathan got sort of what he wanted, but he still wants to be able to talk to Millicent, and that's not going to happen. Really? Not not under Joshua's eye. Yeah. So we flash to Peter, who's gone off to Collinwood to talk to Naomi. And tells her that Nathan lied on the stand and asks her, begs her really, to testify on behalf of Victoria. But Naomi just says that she cannot. Mm -hmm. And Naomi, she toils over what Peter said to her and, and goes to pour herself a drink at the right moment because Joshua walks in right then and of course starts bagging on her for drinking. Mm-hmm. Naomi tries to tell Joshua that Nathan lied on the stand but Joshua won't hear it. He just won't. Yeah. And she tells Joshua that she can't obey him anymore and she is going to go testify for Victoria. I'm gonna do it. Naomi tells Joshua that the plain reason that he doesn't want her to go is not enough for her anymore. Yeah. You know the fact that he just doesn't want her to go that's all he'll offer her mm-hmm. is not an is not a good enough reason anymore. Yeah. And, and it gets to the point where Joshua,
1: like, threatens to even lock her in her room. Yes. And
0: she was like, if I am,
1: I will get out. And not only will I testify for Miss Winters, I will never come back to this house again. Yes,
0: I'll never come back. I'm like, come on, Naomi. <laughs> like, like Naomi, all of a sudden, she grew a pair of balls. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> and I love it, because Naomi, she, she's been so quiet, and so... And she's
1: kind of at the point where she's... Lost both her kids. Yeah, and it's like, what like- do I
0: have to lose? She doesn't feel any love from Joshua. All she gets from Joshua is, "Why the heck are you still drinking? Why are you drinking? It's eleven in the morning. What you know? Why th- bored? You look like crap. <laughs> you know." And <laughs> I think at this point, she had just freaking had it. And her yeah. feelings for Vicky were so she was so adamant about the way she felt about she felt about Victoria. And for her to sit back and do nothing and watch her be condemned as a witch and yeah. and completely just trashed in court because everyone thinks she's a witch. I think she had just had enough. And she's like, you know what? I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. And we, we talked about this, um, on our last guest spot, go, please go check it out. It's on our YouTube page. It's on resident of Collinwood on YouTube. You guys, you have to go check it out. It's a great podcast. (laughs) But on our last one, um, Jewel was talking about how he thinks in another, in another universe, or maybe a theory that he had was that Naomi was a pirate in in a a previous life Mm -hmm. or before she married Joshua and i don't I don't want to go too much into it. But ever since he said that, I've been kind of picturing that. In Naomi, like, if she were a pirate before, there there was no one she wouldn't have stood up to. Yeah. And when she married Joshua, she just she she made herself smaller to mm-hmm. be married to Joshua. Mm-hmm. And finally, this, I'm going to stand up to anyone, starts coming out of her again. And she starts standing up to Joshua. She starts standing up to Nathan. And we see this pretty soon. She starts standing up to Trask, too. And she's just, she's done taking anybody's bullcrap. And I just, I have to say, go Naomi. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you, girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe so very proud. This is
1: still just kind of the beginning with her. She
0: stands her ground more and more. More to come from Naomi. And I love every bit of it. Mm -hmm. So next we see Ben. In yeah. the basement of the old house, yeah. reporting to Barnabas as he often does, we see him many times reporting to Barnabas because Barnabas can't just go out and check things out. Mm-hmm. And he tells Barnabas that the trial will be over and the, on the coming Monday, and
1: she will be convicted.
0: Yes, the trial was going well for Victoria until Abigail died yeah. because now Trask is trying to pin the death on Victoria. Yeah, and Ben tells him that she doesn't deserve to be hanged for something that Barnabas did. Yeah, you did, yeah. When, when Barnabas questions Ben as to what evidence Trask has been using to prove that Vicky was responsible, mm-hmm. Ben tells him that Nathan testified against her. And yeah. that just sends Barnabas's dead blood in his body boiling. <laughs> yeah. And Barnabas tells Ben that he must be the one to testify for Vicky, Vicky and tell the whole truth. Mm-hmm. Ben, go into court and I want you to tell everything you know. Like, do not hold back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Barnabas wants him to tell the entire story of how Angelique was the one who performed uh, witchcraft on the Collinses. And Ben thinks that she'll never allow him to tell the truth. You know, he's still scared of Angelique. Yeah. And he's terrified of Joshua, but Barnabas insists that he puts his fears and doubts aside and help this girl. Yeah. She's going to go down if you don't. So the following morning, the trial resumes, and mm-hmm. Peter moves to have Nathan Forbes' testimony stricken from the court's record in light of Naomi Collins' testimony. She did it. She went yeah. and testified. Yeah. And the court will not grant the motion because there's no proof that Nathan Forbes was lying. Opinion is not a matter of fact. (laughs) And Trask just rests his case. And Peter states that, I'm just, I'm not fully prepared. And then, you know, everybody gives him crap for that. He's like, well, you should come in here prepared, counselor, you know. Yeah. But Ben Stokes walks in and saves the day. (laughs) He walks in and he's prepared to testify. He's sworn in and begins telling his account of the witchcraft. Yeah. And Ben names Angelique as the witch, and everyone in the courtroom is just stunned. It's like, Angelique, really? Mm-hmm. And he tells the court that she was the reason for Jeremiah and Josette getting married because she wanted Barnabas for herself. Yeah. But when Trask gets up to cross-examine him, he demands to know where Angelique is, but Ben can't tell. He just mm-hmm. cannot tell. He tells him that Angelique left more than a month ago. And tries to submit to the court that Ben's testimony is a lie and that there are still acts of evil going on and they were committed by Victoria Winters. Yeah. And Ben steps in and defends her and tells the court of when she turned Joshua into a cat and when Angelique put the pins in Sarah's doll and made her sick. And he keeps insisting that it was Angelique. And the second he says her name, the second... He says her name. He just feels like this coldness or the only way I can explain it, he just feels a presence. And he turns around and there she is. Yep. There's Angelique. She's standing there in the doorway. Yep. And oh my gosh, at this moment, I was sure that Vicky and Peter, they had it in the bag. Ben came and told mm-hmm. all he knew. Mm-hmm. And I was sure that this is the moment they were going to dismiss the case. But then, um. like so many other times, Angelique steps in and ruins the day. Yep. <laughs> and poor Ben, he panics and he starts shouting that this woman is dead and there's no possible way she could be standing there he's like i've seen her in her coffin i buried her in the woods i buried her myself yes like she's dead and this this comment all by itself it just completely discredits throws it all in the trash his entire because this testimony could have saved victoria it it just could have come if if ben hadn't panicked if he had just kept his cool and been like you know shocked like everyone else was they could have had it in the bag i fully believe it and, you know, everyone is shocked to see her. And Ben just runs out, you know, as his, his testimony. It's, it's gone now. We're not counting that at all. Yeah,
1: and Trust demands immediately that Ben's statement be stricken from the record. Yes.
0: And, and then in the next breath, calls Angelique to the stand. Get up yeah. here, you know. Good. And the thing about Angelique's testimony is that she didn't really say a whole lot that was incriminating. No, about she didn't. Victoria. No, you know she said that Victoria uh, treated her with kindness and courtesy, and and that she told him that Victoria was staying with her and Barnabas after they were married, and that Barnabas always protected Victoria. I mean, there's not really a whole lot there to suggest that she's a witch. And she stated that Vicky ran out, claiming that there was a fire in her room, but she found no proof of it. You know, that's what made the judges go, okay. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Peter doesn't have any more questions; he's dumbfounded. And Angelique leaves the courtroom and disappears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at that moment, the judges declare that if Peter cannot find any additional wishes witnesses by 9 a.m. on the coming Monday, then they're going to have their the verdict. coming morning. The coming morning yeah yeah um it might have been monday it might have been i don't know um they'll they'll have their verdict yeah and so they're vicky's back in her cell you know her and peter are talking you know kind of debriefing on the trial a little bit you know
1: yeah piecing together everything ben said and
0: yeah and she was like i cannot believe i didn't put it together of course she's the witch yeah you know and she she was like Ben was telling the truth. She, Victoria, she she recalls finding a toy soldier with the handkerchief in Angelique's room, and unfortunately, there isn't any proof except for Ben's testimony, which has been denounced by the judges. Yeah. And Peter becomes very curious about Angelique, and then goes out to find Ben again. Ben has been stewing about Angelique and how he knew that she wouldn't let him speak out against her. Yeah. And Nathan finds Ben at the docks. And Ben doesn't want to talk to Nathan, and Nathan's come to ta- come to taunt him yeah. about his testimony. And- yeah. Ben says I don't like you and I don't want to have anything to do with you <laughs> yeah, I, love <laughs> I, I love Ben too he was one of my favorite characters I loved him so much and you know he tried Ben tried like hell to protect Barnabas to do the right thing and you know prove himself not a criminal you know I, I think I think it never was said out loud but I think Ben was always out to, to, prove, them, to prove to everyone else that I'm not a criminal Yeah. You know yeah. just because I tried to steal food because I was hungry yeah. I'm not a criminal and I think you know being as loyal as he was to barnabas so you can't you can't like forrest gump says that ain't something you can find around the corner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so nathan tries to give him money so that he'll give him some information and right. ben throws it right back in his face and nathan claims to know the truth about barnabas yeah and
1: that he didn't go to england
0: yeah he said barnabas never went to england because millicent saw him and Ben was like, "That girl ain't right in the head, and it's your fault." You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's and he's right. He's absolutely right. The, mm-hmm. You know, Millicent was, she was fragile as it was. But then when Nathan pulled his crap with Suki, I think that definitely aided in yeah. Millicent's mental illness. But
1: Ben eventually tells him if he doesn't stop poking around, he's gonna kill him himself. Yep. Yeah.
0: He's it's like, like okay. "I'm gonna kill you." Yeah, exactly. That gets
1: Nathan off his back, but it doesn't dissuade him yeah, from digging deeper. Yeah,
0: it doesn't fully pacify him or whatever Peter finds Ben at the old house Mm -hmm. and Peter claims that he came there to find Angelique and Peter tells Ben that he searched all the boarding houses in town and Angelique isn't there so she's got to be at the old house she has to be here and Ben tells him that she is not here and she tells him that he's dead you know Mm. he's I buried her And he was like, come on, I'll show you. And they go to the spot and they start digging. And then we have a Laura Collins situation here and they find nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like, they don't even find the, I don't even think Ben put her in a box. I think he put her body in the ground and, you know, they dug, you know, a good few feet and couldn't find her. Mm. So Peter uh, convinces Victoria that their last hope is for her just to tell the truth. Just tell who you are, tell where you came from. This is it. This is all we have left. Yeah. And tell where you came from and how you ended up in 1795. Yeah. And Peter just feels like it's their last chance to prove her innocence.
1: So the plan in court the next morning is to tell the judges the truth, one way or the other verdict, verdict is going to be declared right. that day. Right. So Nathan shows up at the courthouse at Trask's beckon. Mm-hmm. Trask is going to call him to the stand again. Mm-hmm. And um, he wants Nathan to say that Vicky, that he... Um, Excuse me, that he helped Vicki, not because of his loyalty to Barnabas, but because he was bewitched.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whatever. It's like... <laughs> yes. But um, Nathan says he will not say another word against that girl. That quote, girl. Unquote. Yep, that girl. And Trask is still trying to blackmail him with his career and just kind of leaves it at that, confident that Nathan will do as, as he is told.
0: Well, and that, and then he tells him that, you know, he can sway Joshua Collins, too. Right. He, he, he just has this... He has this idea in his head that even though Joshua wants him to be sent away, wants him to transfer out, well, I, I have cloud. I could probably talk him out of that, you know. Yeah. But, so, I mean, Nathan does agree. But. Yeah.
1: And there's a moment right before Vicki and Peter leave her cell, just moments before Vicki just basically loses it for a she, moment. She becomes and she hysterical. Hysterical and he has to smack her a little bit to snap her out of it. It's so
0: funny that you say it because I was watching this and I had to rewind it a couple of times because Uh I was sitting there watching it with Matt. Uh (laughs) And he was like, hey, he's like, hang on, wind it back. He was like, she asked him to slap her. And I'm like, what? You know, so I would rewound it back and... And it's true. She was, she, you know, she's like, I need to wake up from this nightmare, and she's screaming. She's screaming. She's like, slap me, just slap me, and he does. And I had never. Mm-hmm. That was one of those things. You know, we've seen this a million times. I had never caught that before yeah, until until he said that. I'm like, she begged him to slap her, please, snap me out of this. You mm. know, mm. Vicky's a smart girl. She's she's very level headed. You know, she's very clever. And yeah. for her to for her to lose it that way, I just God, it broke my heart for her. You know. Yeah. But
1: as soon as it started, it stopped, and then it was time to leave.
0: Right, right. To go to the court. All she knew, it would, it would just take a slap in the face, and she knew it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Nathan is back on the stand,
1: and Trask asks him about helping Vicki, and he basically says that he is positive. He must have been under a spell to be doing these things.
0: Mm-hmm. Coward. Coward. <laughs> Total coward.
1: Peter cross-examines and tells Peter to look. At Vicky, like look at her. Look at
0: this girl. Turn and
1: look at her. Reminds him of one of the first things he ever said to Vicki, that he has a weakness for beautiful women, and that alone could have persuaded him to help her. Yes. God, Peter. <laughs> no more questions from yeah. Peter. Exactly. In Peter's last defense, he calls Vicky to the stand. Mm-hmm. Ask her what year she was
0: born. Mm-hmm.
1: 1946.
0: She's like, he's like, can you repeat that? She's mm-hmm. Like. I was born in the year 1946. Mm-hmm. She, he was like, okay. You know, just so yeah. the judges didn't think, oh, she's, you know, yeah, she made a mistake. He's like, no, say it again, please. Mm-hmm. And she tells of her life in 1968. Mm-hmm. And she tells of how she was in the drawing room at Collinwood and suddenly knocked unconscious and found herself in 1795. Before all this, she was a governess to the current Collins family, mm-hmm. to the future Collins family. Mm-hmm. And basically is as truthful as she's ever been. You know, I don't know what else to say except for the truth. This is this is my life. This is who I was before I came here. I am just as mystified as all of all of you are. Mm-hmm. And Peter shows them the Collins family history and Victoria tells the court and Trask that the family in the nineteen sixties were having a seance and that's what transported her back through time.
1: Yeah, and that's when Trask when he was questioning her, he basically just pulled it out of her like she had to say it. Right. It was a saying. He was he was what trying were you doing.
0: To, yeah. He he was trying to like lead the witness, but in a way to tell her tell him that you know what he wanted to hear yeah and the ever vigilant trask he found a way to make that seance all about witchcraft
1: (laughs) and to me honestly you said it was ben but i think this was the moment that really killed the trial
0: when Vicky yeah. had
1: to admit that she yeah. was part of a seance.
0: Yes. That's yes. That's what
1: really killed it. I think, I think so
0: too. Because yeah. like I said, Angelique's testimony didn't really give a whole lot away that she was a witch. Mm-hmm. You know? It didn't it wasn't really incriminating to Victoria. Yeah. It wasn't until Seance, you know, pulled that information out of Vicky and said, Oh, you were involved in this and she's like, It's not what you think, but yeah. it's already been said and the judges have heard it, they can't unhear it. Yep. And I, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And it's this just is as I
1: was it. watching it, it's just my heart sunk the second she had to say it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, this is what killed it. Right. But yeah. Right. I, I absolutely agree. But now they're just sitting now waiting for the verdict. Right. And they've been waiting for over an hour.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Vicki's freaking out and Peter is just calm and trying to comfort her. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Nathan and Trask are waiting, too, in another room. And Nathan is uneasy with what he's done and tells Trask that he is close to marching in there and telling the judges how he was persuaded or pressured
0: mm-hmm. into
1: saying what he did. Mm-hmm.
0: Um and he he even tells and he's like I hope they find her innocent. I yeah. hope they let her go.
1: Yeah.
0: And which okay, we know how scummy Nathan has been especially up to this point. Yeah. But this scene here showed me that I don't know if it was because Nathan had a heart for Victoria or if he was just disgusted by Trask or maybe a little bit of both. I
1: th- <laughs> like, like he was I said so before, desperate I swear.
0: I think he's just a coward. Yeah. He's a coward. Yeah, I think so too. And eventually, you know, eventually everything works out for Nathan, you know, and he gets exactly what he asked for, everything mm-hmm. he wanted. But I think you're right. I think he was just a coward. He was, I think he was so afraid of completely losing Millicent. I think he was afraid of being denounced by the Navy and mm-hmm. him becoming a bum. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, at this point, I'm kind of sick of Nathan Forbes, but it's not over yet with Nathan Forbes. It's just, it's just not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, with all the testimonies and the evidence, the judges declare that they have found Victoria Winters guilty of witchcraft and that she is to be hanged by the neck until dead. Yeah. Like I said, it's not... We knew the verdict when we started this episode. It's just sickening. All of these makes events... Makes me sick. Makes me sick. <laughs> but all the events That's leading sad. up to this, it's just, you know... Did Vicky see this? You know, coming coming into 1795 when we opened it up, this was Vicky's fate. You know, and we learned later on that Phyllis Wick, the one that she traded places with, this was her fate too. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it just, yeah, she basically has to come to grips with the fact, and she she faints into Peter's arms once they release the verdict. She just faints into his arms, Mm -hmm. and she has to come to the grips with you know come to grips with her own mortality, and it just. It was kind of unsettling to watch, you know, even, yeah, I, I don't know. So, friends, that's where we are for this episode. That is the entirety of the witchcraft trial. Mm-hmm. Vicki has been condemned as a witch. She's going to hang. And next time we chat, we're going to talk about uh, the aftermath of the trial. Yeah. And, you know, the things that they try to do for Vicki to get her, you know, to be, to, to get a stay of execution, you know. And, and just to prove her innocence completely, you know, there are a lot of events that happen, you know, yeah, before a lot the of hanging start, happens. a lot of so stuff you know. starts happening quickly and, here. It, real quick, to, you know. To end the... Century. <laughs> yeah, to, to, to <laughs> end century to in the century to in the story in <laughs> this time period <laughs> so so friends we just want to say thank you so much for coming back thanks for joining us Um, a friendly reminder to everyone we're on youtube Um, go over like and subscribe and um, catch up if you haven't caught up you know we, we've been away for a while and um, we just want to say thank you so much we appreciate every single one of you we've been having a lot of love and we appreciate it so before we head out tonight I just like to give a shout out we got an email um, a little while ago it was kind of was a little is a long while ago it was like november 22nd (laughs) over the holidays over the holidays um to james we just want to say thank you for your email thanks for your shout out um we really enjoy talking about this y'all this this is what this is all about send us your comments concerns um our email still the same between the shadows 2021 at gmail uh find us on facebook Uh, we're on all the listening services and then we're on youtube also guys but until next time guys thank you so much for joining us remember to keep it between us and the shadows good night good night A seance has been held in the great house of Collinwood. A seance which has suspended time and space and sent one woman on an uncertain and frightening journey into the past. Back to the year 1795. Back to a time where powers of darkness and superstition prevail over light and reason. In that perilous time, Victoria Winters has been accused and condemned. As a witch. You've been listening to Between the Shadows, a Dark Shadows podcast. All original Dark Shadows music, video clips, images, and media are the sole property of Dan Curtis Productions and is only used to promote Dark Shadows and should not be distributed, copied, or reproduced.